thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. Hello, my friend. I am Jeanne, the founding pastor of Victory Church here in Odessa, Texas. It is my privilege to be here today with you sharing a beautiful message from the scripture. This is our Bible study. We call them the Bible timeline. We started it on Genesis chapter 1, and today we are in our lesson number 75. May 14, 2019. The reading goes from the chapter 38 in the book of Genesis. The title of this lesson is Sliding. <laughs> I know it's kind of weird, but we will know as soon as we go through the reading and the evaluation of all the aspects why the title of this lesson is Sliding. All right, so we read the scripture, but before that, I will invite you to go to our website, vchurch.us, and uh, quickly go to the tab studies, Bible studies, and search for May 14, 2019. You can download the notes of this study and have them with you. And of course, if you are watching on Facebook, make a comment, like the video. The same thing is if you're watching on Vimeo, if you're watching on Periscope or, or Twitter, perhaps you are watching now in our YouTube channel. Subscribe. And of course, if you are listening through the podcast, thank you so much for your time. All right, let's go to the reading in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Genesis 38. About the time when the brothers sold Joseph, Judah left his brothers and went to stay with a man, with a man named Hirach from the town of Adullam. Judah met a Canaanite girl there and married her. The girl's father was Shua. The Canaanite girl gave birth to a son and named him Er. Later, she gave birth to another son and named him Onan. Then she had another son and named Shelah. Judah lived in Kesib when his third son was born. Judah chose a woman named Tamar to be the wife of his first son, Er. But Er did many bad things. The Lord was not happy with him, so the Lord killed him. Then Judah said to Er's brother, Onan, go and sleep with your dead brother's wife. Be, become like a husband to her. If children are born, they will belong to your brother Er. Onan knew that the children from this union will not belong to him. He had sexual relations with Tamar, but he did not allow himself to stay inside her. This made the Lord angry, so he killed Onan also. Then Judah said to his daughter-in-law Tamar, go back to your father's house, stay there, and don't marry until my young son, Shelah grows up. Judah was afraid that Shelah will also be killed like his brothers. So Tamar went back to her father's home. Later, Judah's wife, the daughter of Shua, died. After Judah's time of sadness, he went to Timah with his friend Hirach from Adulam. Judah went to Timah to have the wool cut from his sheep. Tamar 
learned that Judah, her father-in-law, was going to Timah to cut the wool from his sheep. Tamar always wore clothes that showed that she was a widow. So she put on some different clothes and covered her face, her face with a veil. Then she sat down near the road going to Enaim, a town near Timnah. Tamar knew that Judah's younger son, Shelah, was now grown up, but Judah would not make plans to marry her, for her to marry him. Judah traveled on the road and saw her, but, but he thought that she was a prostitute. Her face was covered with a veil like a prostitute. So he went to her and said, let me have sex with you. Judah did not know that she was Tamar, his daughter-in-law. She said, how much will you give me? Judah answered, I will send you a young goat from my flock. She answered, I agree to that. But first, you must give me something to keep until you send me the goat. Judah asked, what do you want me to give you as a proof that I will send you the goat? Tamar answered, give me your seal and its string and your walking stick. Judah gave these things to her. Then Judah and Tamar had sexual relations and she became pregnant. Then Tamar went home, took off her veil that covered her face and again put on the special clothes that showed she was a widow. Later, Judah sent his friend Hirach to Enamain to give the prostitute the goat he promised. Judah also told Hirach to get the special seal and the walking stick from her. But Hirah could not find her. He asked some of the men at the town of Enaim, where is the prostitute who was here by the road? At the town of Enaim, where is she? The men answered, there was never been a prostitute here. So Judah's friend went back to Judah and said, I cannot find the woman. The men who lived in that place said that there was never a prostitute there. So Judah said, let her keep the things. I don't want people to laugh at us. I tried to give her the goat, but we could not find her. That's enough. About three months later, someone told Judah, your daughter-in-law Tamar sinned like a prostitute, and now she's pregnant. Then Judah said, take her out and burn her. The men went to Tamar to kill her, but she sent a message to her father-in-law that said, the man who made me pregnant is the man who owns these things. Look at them. Whose are they? Whose special seal and string is this? Whose walking stick is this? Judah recognized these things and said, she is right, I was wrong. I did not give her my son Shelah like I promised. And Judah did not sleep with her again. The time came for Tamar to give birth. She was going to have twins. While she was giving birth, one baby put his hand out. The nurse tied a red string on the hand and said this baby was born first. But that baby pulled his hand back in so the other baby was born first. So the nurse said, you were able to break out first. So they named him Perez. After this, 
the other baby was born. This was the baby with the red string on his hand. They named him Sarah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Every time we read the scripture, especially in this section of the book of Genesis, we find such a strange stories, such a things that you think this cannot be in the Bible, but they are in the Bible. They are true stories about our spiritual ancestors. These are the, the sons of Jacob, son of Isaac, son of Abraham. Can you believe that? Well, it's exactly what we read here. I have for you several points. The first one is this. You remember in the last lesson 74 in chapter, actually this chapter 37, the previous chapter, we found that all the sons of Jacob sold Jacob, I'm sorry, sold Joseph to some uh, merchants. Do you remember that? Those brothers, the sons of Jacob, decided to sell uh, Joseph because they hated him. But after that, Judah decided to, to leave his brothers. Here's my first point to you. Look, look how all this disaster came to the life of this man, Judah. By the way, again, what is the name of this lesson? Sliding, going down, going to worst to worst. Okay, how all that started? Watch this. When he was with his brothers, even though he was doing wrong, at least he was safe with the group of people that he was. My first point to you is, when you are in a group of people, with a group of people, whether it's your family, your siblings, a company or a town where you are comfortable, you don't go anywhere unless the Lord tells you. Because the Lord always has plans for all of us. But when we don't want to do His plan, but His, but our plan, you see what I'm saying? When you are not waiting to hear instructions from God, but you are moving and you are taking action without waiting for His approval, waiting for His directions, waiting for His instruction, there is when the problem can start. The second point for you, it's actually in the verse number two. Judah met a Canaanite girl there and married her. You know, being by yourself, if you're, if you're a guy, and you don't have your spouse where you are working, you are married, for instance. If you are by yourself, you know, you could be easily pray for anyone, and vice versa. A married woman without the presence of the husband constantly is an easy prey for bad people. Now, if you are a single person, of course you're going to be by yourself, but you have to be careful where you are going. Because if you are hanging out with certain group of people, Eventually, there will be a person, whether it's a woman or a man, depending who you are, and probably you will end in a marriage with that person. Now, this is a Canaanite girl, people that the Lord didn't want them to get involved with. You see what happens? Being alone, it's dangerous. When you are alone in a town because of uh, you are working in a town or you are in a business trip, you always try to have somebody that you can hang out that will protect you. You know what I say to everyone that is traveling? Look for a church, a local church, and go and 
Go to the worship service. Go to small groups. Go to Bible studies. Go to groups where they, there are other Christians. But in all case, through your phone, you can be in touch with the people that you are uh, related to, uh, involved with in any kind of relationship, friendship, or your family. Make yourself accountable. That is what I'm trying to say to you, okay? My third point to you. <laughs> Verse number six. Judah chose a woman to marry his son. That's a mistake. You know, you as a parent, you are not called to choose your children's friends, your children's spouses. No. Everyone has to make that decision. Sometimes we probably feel that person is not the right person for my daughter. That guy, I don't want him to marry my daughter. Or we can say, oh, you know what, this girl is not the right girl for my, for my son. You know, my son, he, he is not ready for such a thing with this girl. You know, we might think that way, but it's not our call. They need to make their own decisions. Well, this is not what happened here. Do you see how the things are evolving? It's sliding, you know, one mistake after the other, after the other. Next point. What happened in verse number seven? The son heir did bad things. People that are doing bad things, they think that they can go uh, wherever they want, do whatever they want, and it's okay, not a problem. Even if they go to, to, to jail or to prison, they think, hey, it's all right, it's not a big deal. You know what, it's not, it's not true. Those who are doing bad things, they make the Lord unhappy. And what is the result of sin? It's death. That is what happened here. So doing what is wrong always will be horrible for whoever is committing sin. And we don't want that. We don't want to go in that path. Next point for you. It's in the verse eight. Then Judah said to Er's brother Onan, go and sleep with your dead brother's wife. What in the world is happening here? You know, you force your kids to do some things. Wait to see what happens. You know what happened here. All this ended it bad. We need to learn to respect our children's decisions and everything they do. You know, even if we disagree, we need to learn to respect not just our children's decisions, but even our spouse's decisions, our parents' decisions, our siblings' decisions, our friends' decisions. We need to learn to respect everyone's decisions because everyone has the right to make those decisions. But if we force people, <laughs> we are going to see the consequences of those things. Next point, verse 11. Then Judah said to his daughter-in-law, don't marry blah, 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 and make a false promise. He already knew that he didn't want to give the third son to her. He was afraid. Fear is the result of doing what is wrong. He should stay with his brother. He shouldn't meet this girl. He shouldn't force uh, the, 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 the first son marry this woman. Much less forcing the second son to, to marry her also. You see, that, that's bad. It's just one wrong thing to the next wrong thing. It's sliding, it's sliding, it's sliding. Don't make false promises. Before you make a promise, you need to think about what you are about to promise. 
because you will regret it. And uh, it, it could happen one or two things if you make a promise. Number one, you are not going to fulfill the promise, and then that makes you a liar. <laughs> or number two, you are going to be forced to fulfill the promise and get into more trouble. You see, before you make a promise, you need to think about it. Analyze all the, all the angles. Talk to somebody and say, listen, this is what I'm going through. It's so important that you talk to other people and ask for their opinion. It's important. Sometimes, you know what? It's simple as just writing pros and cons in a, in a piece of paper. You are about to make a decision and just write pro, con, and write it down. You will come to conclusions just by thinking carefully about what you are about to promise. Okay, next thing is in verse number 12. Here is Judah after he became a widower, and then he goes again with this, this friend. <laughs> you know, why in the world he got involved with this friend to begin with? From where he met this friend? You know, but people are everywhere. You know, for instance, people that want to get drunk, they will, want, they will find drunks everywhere. People that want to get uh, high, smoking marijuana pot or crack or doing all kinds of drugs, they will find other people that do the same thing. You know, anything that is wrong, any, any wrong thing that people can do and they want to do, they find somebody that is willing to do the same thing because they are everywhere. Well, here we go. This guy is the one that uh, introduced him to this area initially. Uh, his name is Hiram. Well, here we go. Here is Judah again with Hiram going somewhere. <laughs> and you know what is the funny part? Is that at that point, Judah was working. He was in a, in a task, going to cut the wool of his sheep. While he was working, this guy was kind of working with him to do what is wrong, finding a prostitute. You see, while they were working together, and now let me ask you this. People that are doing wrong things, they are everywhere, right? They are in the neighborhood, they are in the corners, they are sometimes relatives, friends, but also they are in the workplace. So you need to be careful about what kind of people are you hanging out with, because perhaps someone that you know, that you like, that you think is fun and whatever, Maybe that person is the wrong person for you. We'll take you to the wrong place. Next thing, it's in the verse number, um, let me read here, <coughs> excuse me, verse 14. Tamar knew that Judah's younger son, Shelah, was now grown up. <laughs> Judah was trying to hide that. You know what, the truth will be known. It's, it's the process of sliding, you know? One thing goes to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. It, it, it is just a total disaster. She knew what, what happened with this kid. She knew Judah did not want to fulfill his promise. So in other words, it's Judah's fault that this woman did what she did. I'm not saying what she did was right, but who provoked all this situation? Who was the one saying, Hey son, 
This is the woman you need to marry. Who started all this? Judah. Judah because he didn't stay where he was safe. He moved, he went somewhere without receiving that from God or his authority, his father. No, he just decided to, to go. But next point that I want to show you, it's in the verse 17. She answered when he offered, oh, I will give you a, a, a goat. I agree, but first you will give me something to keep until you send me the goat. She knew what she was doing, you know? Sometimes clever people, sometimes are evil, they will get you. You think that you are doing whatever you want, that nobody will know about the, the wrong things you are doing? <laughs> It's not true. It's not true. Someone is going to get a camera, is going to film, is going to get something from you, you know? All that because people like to do what is wrong. So, you think that those evil people that are there, that they are doing wrong things, you know? promiscuous people, women that are getting in bed with all kind of men, and men that are getting in bed with all kind of women, and all getting drunk, and all are cheaters, and all are liars. Do you think that they will protect you? Really? Really? No. It's the opposite. You know, they are a group of people that they betray everything and everyone. So they will get you. That's all that I have to say about that part. And then, in verse 14, about three months later, someone told you that your daughter-in-law sinned like a prostitute. Now she is pregnant. And, and what happened there? Here's Judah said, oh my gosh, that offends me. What a disgrace. Look how, how we can be in some point. Watch this. What audacity to say, kill her kill her? Really? Really? What audacity. But this woman had something to prove that that baby was his. Oh yeah, the boomerang in his head. That is exactly what happens all the time when people are doing what is wrong. It's like a boomerang. Boom! In the head. Kick you back kick you in the back. Always is going to be a bad consequence for doing what is wrong. That's exactly what happened here. The whole truth, you know, not just part of the truth, the whole truth now is out there. But there is something positive that we can see in this lesson. Actually, is in the verse 26. Judah recognized these things and said, cheers, right? I was wrong. I did not give her my son Shelah like I promised. Repentance. When we fail, friends, because all of us fail, all of us make mistakes, all of us sin in the presence of God. All of us, in some point, one another, we do something wrong. We have an option in our Lord God is to confess our sins before him like he did. Here's Judah, he knows this is wrong. And he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't, don't kill her. 
You know, she is right. She is right. I am wrong. I am wrong. And I did something terrible here. And then is when she is, he is starting to evaluate how this sliding process <laughs> took him to this final stage where he is at this point. You see? Sliding, it just takes people from one thing to the next, to the next, just to go in problems. And every time it's worse and worse. At this point, he lost two sons. We don't know anything about the third son. And now the daughter-in-law now has children that are his. So he has to say to, to Sheila, son, these are not your <laughs> nieces and nephews. Actually, these are also brother and sister siblings of yours. What, Dad? Sheila is wondering, right? What are you saying? Because this woman is an evil woman. You wanted me to marry her, and you stopped this thing, and I thank you for that. Now you are telling me that these are my, my brother, my siblings? How? <laughs> the embarrassment. The embarrassment of our sins. That is what happens in, in true life. You know, we are reading this passage in Genesis 38, something that happened thousands of years ago. But it seems like it's, it's the news of today. Simple as that. People lying, people cheating, doing what is wrong, and people... <laughs> You know, getting in bed here and there, prostitution and sex and all that. It seems like uh, all that uh, people want is just to have sex. You notice that? Without any commitment. Why? Why Judah? In all case, when she when she became a widower, she he didn't think. You know what? I I want to have a wife. As simple as that. But it's just that the wrongdoings, you know. When people are doing what is wrong, they get confused. And, and they can't see. They are like blind people. They can't process anything. They are deceived because of lies. They, they can't see the reality. And it's sad. Until the consequences of sin. Sometimes it's too late for some people. Sometimes they are in jail or prison, and they are not going to, to go out ever. They will be in a federal penitentiary for the rest of their lives. Others die in different ways. Sometimes it's too late for some people. But if you have sinned, I want you to know that it's not too late for you to change. It starts with a true repentance, confessing your sins before God and before other people. And admit it. Admit what you have done wrong and say, you know, this, this thing is bad. What I am doing, what I have done, it's just, I, I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed of myself for what I have done. And just confess it. Because by confessing these things, it's going to bring you liberty and freedom. You will say, I, I really can't help myself with this situation. But perhaps God can help me, and of course He will. After repenting yourself, you will show to people there is a true change, because that is the meaning of repentance. You know, repentance is not just crying and saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I messed up your car, Dad. I'm sorry. 
I, I am so sorry, Mama, that, you know, this girl is pregnant. I'm so sorry, boss, that uh, I made this mistake here with the company. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And you cry. You know, that's necessary, the confession. But, but the words themselves, those words, they, they, they don't change anything. But the person has to change. And here is Judah. He said, I will not touch this woman ever again. The true repentance takes us to change. Because in, in the eyes of the good Lord, we all are sinners. We all need His mercy. But we need to come to this point in our lives to say, you know, I, I have been just going down, 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 sliding slowly throughout many, many years. Look where I am right now. In the eyes of God, we all have sinned. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ. You know, that is the reason why the Lord sent his son, Jesus, to die for you, to give his life for you, for me, for everyone. And all that he's expecting is that we will say, thank you, God. Thank you for this opportunity that you are giving me to restart my life. My friend, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I hope that you received in your heart something that you needed to hear today. And I appreciate the time that you have been invested with us. And I wish you a great rest of your week. In the name of Jesus. See you next time. We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.